Hey guys, welcome on the podcast. Um, I'm gonna stop and um, saying the name of the podcast every week because I'm just getting worse and worse at pronouncing it. So it's called the uh, that restaurant thing. I'm, I work at it every day before I come here. It just doesn't get any better. What is getting better though is the feedback about the podcast. It seems like you guys are really enjoying it. So uh, thank you so much for listening and all the kind words I've been receiving. It really makes me want to do more. And we're actually doing more today with a really good close. Old friend of mine, uh, Nico Claire from Telescope, and uh, you guys must know, you have to know Telescope, which is a really, really cool coffee shop. And I think even calling it a coffee shop is not fair, because coffee shops are, what are coffee shops? There's so many these days, we don't really know what they are. Um, it's it's a place of its own, um, and and I'm, I've been a I've been a customer. I've been a uh, I've been going there for a long time. And I, and what I love about this place, and and I'm I'm so happy we're doing this episode. I'm so happy Nico made time in his busy day to come talk to us, is because it is such a good counterpoint to everything we've been talking about over the last two episodes. Because we had Edward, who's got Le Grand Bain and Le Petit Grand, and it's about growth and doing one project every year, as he was telling us. And then we have Mark, who kind of grew his first juice bar into. Um, the bake shop and uh, MK2 and so it was all about growth and expanding and myself with Holly Belly we were one thing and then we become another and another and I love what Nico's been doing which is he's been really just consistent and maintaining telescope over what I think is now seven or eight years I'll correct me and it's just you go there and it's just this better and better version of itself over and over again and he tried things i'm not saying he's been doing nothing for all these years he's, he's been trying to do a lot of things with the space but quality is at the center of it all and it's just this warm constant beautiful space and i'll let him talk about his own business at one point but um i'm so happy to have him on the show nico welcome thanks for coming again i did zero homework i have no plans for this episode we're just going to talk um yeah welcome thank you <laughs> that was a long intro. Yeah, it's maybe like I felt it was my funeral at some point. No, <laughs> no, uh, no, no. It's uh, yeah, maybe it's a bigger thing. I've it's, a it's a love letter. It's a love letter. Thank I you. Love your, I love your shop. You we know do it. hearts with the hands. So first, maybe we start with a bit of history about the shop, about you. Um, I think you're also a good example because you're not. You're, you're like you, you. You didn't come to this industry. Um, you, you just be, you, you came to this industry, but like originally, you were doing something very different. And I think people love to hear those stories. Some someone that was doing something else and then wanted to do a new project. Yep. So if you could just talk about all this, that'd be great. I was um I was photographer for twelve years, and I was kind of fed up with uh, still life photography and the whole world of fashion and um, the systems of it. I couldn't find myself there anymore, and. Then I was trying to go more for something that interests me, which what I know how to do would be, I, I know how to make photography and I, I love food. So I wanted to become food photographer and met Christine Mulkey, who introduced me quickly to Oliver Strand to, and we were talking about different things, did a bit of, of food photography, but really a bit. And I discovered coffee and I, I was very keen on it. Didn't expect it to be, to become like a, to be behind the counter couple of years after. A couple of years after, wow. Yeah, yeah. But it's because of like uh, uh, Paris uh, systems are very slow. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I, I signed the lease of Telescope September uh, 5th of 2010, and I, I opened the doors on March the 18th, 2020. No way, yeah. 2012, wow. Yeah, there was little paper problem, then there was like everything, like I heard about a place called Rigmarole. Yes, yes, great. And I can understand this name. 
<laughs> um, let's slow down a little bit. So, like, you're a photographer. You've been doing this 12 years. You've got this whole life going on, this career. At one point, you feel like you want to do something else. A bit of food photography. Someone introduced you to specialty coffee. How do you make that move from, like, hey, I, like I'm really something's really interesting about this coffee and I want to I wanna do more about it. How do you go from that to like opening and owning a shop? I guess it's like, um, it's, a, it's a strange thing. You bump into a real estate agent in mm -hmm. the supermarket, you go, you don't know what to say. So you go, oh, maybe one day I would look for a coffee shop and she's just like, oh, sorry, I'm just doing apartments. But there is this guy selling his place in the street. You can take a look, he'll tell me. And that was perfect place. That's what happened. Yeah. And my wife at the time said like, but did you check any others? I was like, No. You just saw one, one place. And that was it. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Crush at first sight. <laughs> But also, it's like I'm a, I'm a great dilettante. I'm not very good at being obstinate and look for things for you. I'm just like trying to change apartment. I guess it's seven years now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it and then I go for dinner and I'll see you tomorrow. <sighs> There's always time. Wow. So you really bumped into a real estate agent at the supermarket and then she was like, you should go check out this place. Exactly. And, and the wow. next morning I, went in, I was in a place with a Armenian guy, like kind of like abundant place, but he was living in it. it. Was really like Zola. He was living in it. He was living in it. Yeah, literally, wow. like in the basement. No way. Yeah, and he was before he was living in it with his father was in a wheelchair no after a heart attack. No way. So that's why the floor is broken. There is a door in the wall. Everything was like not making sense. Wow. And I was like, this is just so perfect, not for the history, but for the vibe of it. Mm -hmm. First name I wanted before telescope was Phantom because oh. I was sure there was a Phantom living in it. There was no reason to feel that well in such an abundant place. Wow. And after all these years, do you reckon there is a Phantom or not? Uh, I never saw it, but I had a lot of fun with him. <laughs> yeah, you had some late night at the shop because like you bake bread and stuff. Like yeah. you spend this, yeah. like the time that you're at the shop, but there's the before and after as well. So yeah, exactly. I'm sure, exactly. I'm sure you guys hang out a lot. I'm, Yeah, it's always hard sometimes to say to people, like, look, it's five, we're closing. Mm -hmm. And then people leave and all of a sudden, like, a friend comes in and you go, and it starts again. Mm -hmm. and you're so good about that. Yeah, and also very often, like, when you're having your breakfast, you know, just before opening those 20 minutes you have on your own, and you have someone passing by and you go, like, yeah, come in, have yeah. a coffee. And, and all of a sudden you discover it's a nice guy. At least he made an old trip to get there. So that's what makes coffee. this place so special is because like you, 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 you hang on to that freedom of having one shop and it being your shop and being there in person most days. And, you know, you, you, you can make those calls like we're going to stay open a bit longer because we're having such a good conversation. Mm. No one's looking at the time, you know, and a lot of clients would say it's not true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get some people out. Yeah, exactly. And don't take it wrong. Sometimes I have things to do also. No, but people need to understand. Like, I was just saying, you know, the, the first few years of Holly Belly, like, you really, you don't want to kick your friends out. But, like, yeah. we're working, you know. Yeah. And I, I remember vividly, we had a pinball machine at the back. And, like, the <laughs> boys would come and we just, like, open a few beers and play some pinball machine. But the kitchen... God bless them. They always have so much to do. And Sarah and Liz were like doing prep and list for the next day. And we're just like shouting and playing. And the machine was loud. And I remember one day, like Sarah was taking it and she was taking it days after days. The boys coming, playing the beers every night. And one day she just snapped because like, you know, we have stuff to do. So like, I know what you're saying. Like, it's five and I love you. And we're having this great conversation whenever you guys close. But like, you just, I got, you got to go because I got all this stuff I got to do. Oh, you have to plan it sometime also, which yeah. is great. Like, we're, like was like, um, we're just back from a weekend of a big wine festival mm -hmm. like the biggest maybe wine festivals in the in the year and um, so many friends around and you cannot turn down someone coming from Singapore from Japan 
There was a um, Pedro from uh, Oslo. They're all such good guys. So you got like, guys, come back at 5.30. Mm-hmm. Let me close the shop, clean everything up, and, yeah. and, and we open beers and we have fun together. Yeah, but that's you need nice. To have a transition. Tra- I think you need a transition. Smart. Also, It'll- you get 10 hours conversation when you run a shop and a friend coming in and you cannot straight away go like, um, blah, 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 blah. It's a marathon and a guy said, let's go for a run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to pace yourself. Yeah. And like, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but like wine is a big passion of yours. And like, I just love how you are so knowledgeable and you know so many people in this industry, the wine industry, the coffee industry as well. But like you've managed somehow to, you didn't give give in the simple idea would be like, I, I love wine. I know a lot about wine. I have a good palate. I, I have a lot of friends in wine. Let's do a wine thing. And you just always kept that almost like a personal thing. You, you like so far, I, 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 maybe you have some like professional project for wine but like it's something that i feel you kind of treasure and like it's your thing you like you do the coffee thing during the week and then you take a train and you go to Auvergne or wherever and like you go see your friends and you guys drink wine and you talk and then you come back to the coffee thing and i think from from an outside standpoint i think you're being really smart about like sometimes it's good to keep those pleasures and those thing you really like a non-professional activity because when it becomes your job it, it just have a different flavor but it sounds very close to everything i did i've like When I think even on my photographic career, I was not going around with a camera around my back. I was not like always trying to do things and everything. I'm really dilettante in everything I'm doing. Right. So basically, even coffee, I'm not like a complete nerd. I'm trying to make it good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm focused on details because this is very important. Try to achieve something better. But I'm not like kind of like all the way and... Obsessive. Yeah, I'm not completely obsessive. I love it. I, I drink a lot of wine. I have... Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. I sell a bit of wine. If you want wine, if anyone wants wine, they can come to the shop. I'm going to sell bottles. Yes. But I'm not going to become a cab. And yeah, yeah, like exactly. A, Have you thought about it and then kind of moved away from the idea yeah, or like it was never? Uh, it's um, something that um been very clear because I, I have bottles of wines in my place. Like It's annoying in my, in my living room. <laughs> it's like invading me and... <laughs> And basically, I, I, I thought like, let's put a shelf on the on the on the wall, and it's, and sell a bit of wine. And nobody wanted any, except one or two guys that were just enjoying a bit of cider, a bit of this, a bit of that. And then I start being like, mm, it doesn't work really well. So I'm going to try to become a cab, have some uh, wider price range, mm-hmm. have something, have a white, a rosé, a red, something from north, something from south, mm-hmm. being more. And then I was like looking at some bottles on the shelf and I was like, what the fuck is this doing mm-hmm. here? This is not me at all. Mm-hmm. And so basically I found out I'm selling what I like and not trying to sell things. I, I, there is no plan behind I it. I know what you're saying. I like those things. I like this coffee. I like those things. I'm, I'm making bread almost for nothing but it's such a pleasure look at like I have pieces <laughs> of dough everywhere on my hands I like that's how you drive your business you really drive the, the business from it doesn't even sound like a business it sounds it's like not, something exactly. you just want to be doing and I, I, from the sound of it and like I've known you a long time it sounds like at the center of it always people and mm-hmm. like you know the, 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 the coffee people and the wine people and your customers and like Sure, coffee is delicious and you love wine, but like you, you invest so much in those relationships as well, you know, and mm. I feel like that's almost, would you say that's why, what, that's what drives you is more mm. the, the interaction and, and, and the relationships mm. more than the actual making of coffee? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like most of the wines I'm selling, most of the coffee I'm selling is like, um, I'm, it's funny because I'm saying selling, but basically 
I have the feeling of an association where I just okay. have to keep one more year. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the price is not to make money. The price is just to break even at the end of the year. Yeah. Basically, it's eight years. The price of the espresso didn't change. The price of the um, drip coffee sometimes has little fluctuations, but I don't think it's drastic. It went from four to 480 or five. And it's like um, same with the wine. I used to make like a the margin of normal calf, so making times two and everything, and I was like, no, come, forget it. <laughs> just make it like a... Yeah, just a little bit of money, but not... Just, yeah, just just to make it, to break it even. And But it's true that behind everything is like uh, people. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that money is not what is... It's not what's driving you no, at all. Surprisingly, not. Yeah. I don't, it's, I don't... it's a problem when you want to change apartment. <laughs> 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 because at some point you arrive to the whatever, you want to take, you want to take a trip, you want to do yeah. whatever, and you go like, oh, Fuck, I forgot I was poor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't think of you as someone like, I'm trying to picture you sitting down and like crunching numbers and like, I just don't see you doing that. Like, no. I think you have this natural sense of like, just enough to get by, mm. pay everything I owe and like, you know, pay the guys and pay for the shop and mm. like, just a bit for fun. But And it, it, it also, um, I would not go under zero. Mm. And I, I just think it's okay like that. Yeah. I just like go for the, and I think also most of the, people I know around me are more or less the same. If you take like all the coffee roaster, they never go big. Right? Yeah. And even the couples I've seen going big, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about like has been became big and sold like and, and like became like a huge thing. James Freeman became big and every time I'm talking with those guys, they're kind of thinking, mm, I loved my old years. Yeah. You know? There's they say, nostalgia yeah. of a simpler, smaller. They want to change something on the label. It used to take them like five seconds on a <laughs> Photoshop night, takes them three PDF and, five, <laughs> and four production meeting. Yeah. And Growth is that. Growth is definitely that. There's some, some aspect of it is freeing and some aspect of it is alienating. Mm. And I think you have to accept one in order to get the other. It's, um, it's very strange, but I think it's like I was doing this coffee shop and running it and at some point you go mm, I should do something else with my life and one day there was a Japanese woman saying it's a long time I'm seeing you there I was like yeah it's eight years and she was like, eight uh, seven years yet and I was like yeah seven years and she was like that's very Japanese to have one guy in one place mm-hmm. and I was thinking if I was playing violin I would have one guy fixing my violin I wouldn't go for yeah and, and you're like when one person stay there so I was like, there is kind of pride in some craft or something absolutely and um absolutely and the the winemakers i like are the same the, the, all this it's, these are always the same guys behind the the things did you ever did you ever got fed up with it were there times where you're like I wow th- i think it's a long time yeah 15 was a bit tough 15 2015 2015 oh you had a bit of a bump in in 2015 yeah because of the um, there was events in paris mm-hmm. everything became sad and you got like okay if i'm running a place that is sad and in a in a a bit um, um, damaged city. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. people, people were really like. I was like, maybe it's time. To, it's the right time to move on. Right. And 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 go. I was thinking of going to Scandinavia at the time. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And then I was like, oh, I should do something else. And thanks um, to Klaus Thompson, who told me I was too old to be a barista. <laughs> <laughs> to, Job denied. Exactly. I had, I had to stay at uh, where I was, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah, sometimes but, I guess this times you need to push through. Uh, yeah. yeah. And also there is a good thing. I, I had a career. I changed it, and I've been very happy again, and I'm very happy again. It means like maybe I'm going to do another three years, maybe I'm going to do another 20 years. Yeah. But I'm free to... I'm, I'm just there because I'm happy to be there. 
Um, and also, my previous career was um, a lot funnier, a lot cooler, a lot more money. But I was going to work with a kind of like stomach aches. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I could see a lot of people Sunday night, you know, saying, oh, I don't like Sunday night. Customer. Yeah. I'm just so happy to open my place, to do some bread, to do something and to feel free. That's huge. Not tensed by... That's in some way, that's that's wealth more than money, you know. Yeah. And we were talking on the way over because you guys need to know where we record. We have to walk up six flights of stairs. So we're just getting conversation started. And Nico was saying, and I just read something about that, is that we measure success by like the amount of hard work or like hours at work or like our measurement of success is 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 I think is corrupted and um and and just being happy like you said like going to work without that just that 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 nod in your stomach is a measure of success mm -hmm. you've, you've successfully managed to shape your life in a way that you're happy to do what you do on Monday and I'm, I'm the same like I never understood that Sunday night syndrome and 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 if I ever had it I would reconsider what I'm doing mm -hmm. uh, for a living and I, and I think we're very privileged to be able to walk into Monday and being like being excited and looking forward to the week also I guess like we're Uh, some kind of child mm -hmm. when something's wrong we're really horrible yeah, yeah it's <laughs> so true. being happy every day is nice it's yeah it's for us and for them it's everything man and, and in the end and you know you i mean you know not to get really gloomy but like we i think uh, we french people and i can talk to you about this because you're my first first french guest we have this expectation that we're gonna have x amount of years like i feel like sometimes we make decisions or we go through life thinking that we are guaranteed 80 good years but like who knows you know mm. it could all be over tomorrow so like recentering your life around um joy right now if at the cost of money uh or just a more comfortable lifestyle makes sense mm. and i think we need to stop building our lives around retirement or People are so convinced that they're going to make it to 60, but there's nothing more unsure uh, in, in our days and times. So, like, I'm not saying quit your day job and, like, do whatever makes you happy because that's also not true. But you're an example of someone who did something for a long time, didn't feel like doing it anymore, and did something else at the expense of a lifestyle. And you're very happy in what you do today. So... And also, like, I think, like, we see how French people react those last two months with retirement systems yeah. and everything for another two more years working. Da, 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 da. I was in Japan at Christmas time and I was seeing like elder people working. Maybe it's not the best example because sometimes it's a bit over, mm. but like, you gotta, it's, it's something's wrong in these systems. And the other thing that is also pretty crucial in my way of seeing life and things and telescope is like, um, I saw um, Ted X. Yep. made by um, Laurent Alexandre and he's explaining like with the evolution of human like uh, the um, genotypes understanding the um, computer systems the um, uh, nanotechnologies and everything basically we're fixing a lot and a lot of things so we're gonna have a way more and every two years we are living we get five more years of life hope or the opposite or something but we're not we're probably gonna have to work a long long longer time than 62 years old when yeah. i see people in the street i'm just like you guys have no idea yeah and yeah, I, yeah and working in retirement and everything doesn't sound we have to find something where you're happy every day That's and it. you don't feel the work yeah what would you be looking for the exit door when you're like 25 yeah. you know it's like i never understood that and i think that's something that as, as french people is is kind of drilled into us from an early age and like I don't know about you, but I was told about retirement when I was young. Yeah. They were like, you know, make sure you make sure you you're good for later, yeah. you know. And I want to be good right now. And if I'm good right now, I'm pretty sure I'll be good for later as well. It was kind of known, like if you if you go in the army, it's going to be a bit tough, but you're going to be retired by 55 or yeah, something, exactly. and you're going to be like, yeah, and you go, wow. 
that's weird way of thinking. I mean, maybe at the time it was making sense because everybody was having like a 70-year-old uh, life hope. Mm-hmm. Now it's, things are changing. So I guess you have to enjoy every day. Yeah. And the people that you're surrounded with also. I guess if I was, every time I'm with office people, I feel like, fuck, I, I sh- I, where it was, when it has been wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. But when I was my, the, 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 my wine friends, my coffee friends, like all the guys around me, I'm just like, we're having so much fun mm. with very little. Yeah. I don't Give think us. you need much. Yeah. yeah. No. You just need to find that thing that makes you happy. And so I'm, I'm doing this podcast also in the hope that people that want to open a place uh, will just find resources and just maybe a trigger that makes them uh, do it. And, and and I think it's really interesting. What we're saying is that that um, you might be doing something right now and you're thinking about maybe opening a place and you don't want to do it. But, you know, there's only um, now is now. And also don't. We don't want to sugarcoat it too much because, sure, you're happy and, like you say, you have you, you go see your wine friends and you have a lot of fun. But there's some it's there's a price for all that. You know, you've you've been through some harder times with Telescope, mm. and I don't think it would be fair to just show that one side of the business where, like, you have that freedom of going and just having a good time with your buddies and and just drinking good coffee and good wine. I mean, people listening to this will be like, "Whoa, that's the dream life." Yeah. But let's be honest. I remember you when you um, did the renovation downstairs. You were like, "We had a tough summer. Both yeah. of us were going through renovation. There was stress. There was money on the line." And two months after, there was the strikes, the, 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 the events, the, the events, shootings. Yeah, the shootings. And then so the business really slowed down. And so, oh, what, like we always got to put back a little bit of perspective on all this. Sure, life is great and comfortable. And like we say, we're happy to see Monday. We're happy to see Monday show up, which is huge. But like you still run, I mean, even if we don't want to call it a business, it is at the end of the day still yeah. a business with all its share Definitely. of troubles. And, 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 and you, have to, you, have to, you have to reach a line. You have to make something. And um, but the the best business plan I've heard like was a guy saying like you cannot make a business plan you have to um, on on something like a coffee shop or something you just have to estimate what you're ready to lose mm-hmm. how can how much can you afford yeah. to lose yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and this is a very good idea for a business plan then you can make it work you can sure. try to do everything but like don't don't uh, don't start like thinking it's going to be easy no. just go like okay you bet are you ready to lose this yeah and you'll see yeah and i think it's like stock market you know they say you haven't lost until you sold it so yeah. like for example you buy you buy some shares and like they're not performing great well technically you haven't quite lost yet mm-hmm. because you're still in the game and i think it's the same for us we had a tough year with holly belly so december january because of the strikes was, was tricky but we haven't lost yet because we're still in the game so like we have time to we can make a comeback and it's and, a long-term and you, you also like have um we kind of sound loose but everything is well uh, organized yeah everything is like we have a, a bit of money uh, save we're not like playing like zero and everything no. and on the, on the first bump on the road we're down yeah we just go like okay it's, it's we make it we make the the thing easy because we're kind of stable we have like we can have like a, you know, a plane can have a hole, a bit of buffer, yeah, you have buffer, some buffer. Exactly. you can go through, through hard times. And I think that's also a good point. Like if you start a business, sometimes you just want to buy the, the cool fridge or the beautiful coffee machine. And I think, you know, you got to keep in mind, it's not just about you. There's also a whole economics around you. And like in Paris, we're a first line for that kind of stuff. And, you know, social demonstrations and whatnot. And so you, you think you're doing great. And then, you know, they, they stop the subway and, mm. and the buses and you're, mm. you, you're back, you're back on your ass. So it's good to have a bit of a buffer aside. Um, talking about things that if you're, if you're okay to talk about this, I just, cause we talked, it was very positive and we talked and I don't want to be a bummer, but like, um, I remember telescope at one point you, you, you wanted to do uh, like a food menu and you try 
that for a while, mm. and then you just came back to just n no food. Mm. I think that's interesting. If you if you're okay to talk about this, it's it's it just validates the fact that it's okay to try things, and you have an idea and you want to see it through, and then you're like, okay, I'll try that, and I, I don't think that's what I want to. If you could just touch on that, I yeah. think it's really interesting yeah. what you did there. That's back to the 2015, and this is uh, not at all the reason why I wanted to to move on. Um, there was a very cool guy called Manu, introduced by Fleur, my friend, uh, import, importing wine. And we refitted the telescope, including like a beautiful downstairs kitchen. And the chef came in and said, I can work for you. I was like, fantastic. And we start making food. But it kind of changed the way a coffee shop runs. People come, have their coffee, they can sit, they can read, they can whatever. And as soon as you go with food, you You, you start different timing. Instead of being open 10 hours, like from 8 to 5 or what, whatever, you have from noon, it starts to be lunch service. Mm -hmm. And so you ask to, do you want to eat? No. Okay, so you're going to stand up because some people will eat and they need a, a place. So that was a bit of a problem when you have only five tables, yeah. six tables. And second things was like, okay, you want a cappuccino? Would you like a tête de veau also? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people were like, I'm not sure. And also people coming for the coffee at nine in the morning, I was smelling like fried garlic. <laughs> Basically, it all changed the, the, the thing. And it was mm. like, um, it's also stupid, but on a very small um, uh, business, you have to add a salary, you have to yes. add like a... The food cost of a restaurant is completely mad. Yeah. The guy was like, oh, look at this. There is some shellfish. I was like, oh, oh fuck. God. And they're, yeah, yeah, they're alive. There is five kilo of shellfish. I was like, oh, how do you want to sell five kilo of shellfish in a <laughs> coffee shop, man? Yeah. And I was like, it's going to taste fantastic. I'm just like, yeah. And we had it for staff lunch. That was perfect. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it was so <laughs> that good. Was the I best had that staff lunch. lunch. Yeah. And it was Clément at the time also with us. It was so good. And like, it's it, for me, so I, like, I always think, I don't know why I always keep thinking about that time because I had it I thought lunch was really good and it just it shows you that sometimes a great idea and there was nothing wrong with the food the food was great mm -hmm. and like it just sometimes it's just not meant to be and I think you're right like it structures your day in a different way you got to save room you got a safe table for lunch service so telescope it's a different system it's a different it's a, system and it, same the reason I'm not uh, opening later at night to become like a cav mm -hmm. or um, making more room for the wine or everything it changes everything it does and you have to be like If you want to change, you have to take a decision and make something different, like yes. you did with the Holy Buddy, mm. like selling Tesco or opening something else. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm fine. It doesn't change things. Yeah. There, if you want wine, there is wine, but yeah. it won't become a cow. If you want some uh, small thing, we have grilled cheese. We have. To, I'm making the bread, and this is fantastic. The bread is so good. The bread is is good. Also, I'm working with um, fantastic flowers. Okay. I've been like um, James Henry gave me a, a bit of tips on on making bread and improving, and everyday making is fantastic. I love this craft of doing bread. Do you make bread for the shop, like for yeah, the yeah. tartines? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. In France, you cannot really sell bread and be a bakery mm -hmm. unless you have like a degree. Okay. So I don't have the degree, so I, I bake the bread and, and make my thing this way. But like, um, I think the, the bread smell, the oven, like every, when people come in, it goes like, mm, it smells great. Yeah. And it's, it fits the coffee atmosphere and the, those warm uh, smell. I think the way it smells, the, the music you're listening, the sound when you come in the place, Makes all those little details that it's nice. That makes telescope. Yeah, yeah that makes telescope. For me, I, uh, that makes me think of two questions. Um, first question, is the bread making time a time for you to 
just think about what you're doing that's and like yoga. it's a sense of, yeah it's yoga so mm. like that's where you maybe drive the business think about mm. what you want to do and where you're at and mm. that's having, having a little break also you know it's good good to say like oh very sorry i, have, I need to go down mm. it's also true that it's very demanding you have a little guy called a sourdough that you have to take care of yeah. and you check if he's doing well if it's every everything is fine it's very it's very very nice on this uh yeah it's between my pet and my yoga <laughs> <laughs> i saw i saw something on on instagram the other day that um the bread starter was the uh, new version of a ta- Tamagoshi. Remember when we were kids? That's exactly it. <laughs> you got to exactly look after it. it. You got to give it a vaccine. Yeah. You got to make sure it's doing okay. When I come back home, he looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day? Um, and the <laughs> exactly. other thing I was thinking is like, I'm with you in the sense, and I think that's very interesting. I don't think, I don't believe in places that try to do too many things. I don't believe in the hybrid concept. Like we're a breakfast place in the morning, we're mm. lunch. At lunch, then we do like aperitivo at six, and then we do dinner, and then we're in nightclub. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've never seen such a model function, mm. and for the simple reason that I just I can't enjoy my wine if I see a coffee machine in the background. Yeah. It just it just seems out of place. Yeah. So unless you could have this crazy contraption, like you push a button and like a guy is doing it, coffee machine goes away, yeah. and you know. But like it's I just feel like it's. A, uh, that's why I will never open. Like, oh, why don't you do dinner at Holiday Nineteen? Such a like cool little space at night. We have an espresso machine just sitting right there in the entrance. It's just it's a it's a cafe. It just creams cafe. And like when you try to force dinner on that, it will always feel forced. Exactly, you know. And and you have to change all the systems. Yeah. You have to. Um, I, we had a um, um, a concept at some point with a friend having a everything around a wood fire oven okay. and making like a coffee shop during the day, having the bread and the brioche made in a wood fire, then making pizza at lunchtime, oh, then good. closing over around five and reopening out at seven something for dinner menu and everything and with a tablecloth and so on. And I was like, yeah, it would be fantastic. It but was it's so good. It's a very strange uh, thing. When I enter my favorite restaurants before service, it doesn't smell like when I enter a coffee shop. It's true. And you, you have a hard time changing all those little things. Like some um, signs makes you think oh mm. yeah there's like some triggers you're like i'm in a coffee shop i'm in a restaurant and we are struggling so much with holly belly because we got our asses right between those two chairs mm. and we're like we, it's just been such a struggle because those mind that stretch in your mind of like okay like you were saying like a latin and devo that made me laugh because like that's what we do you know we have like we had rabbit yesterday on the menu but you can if you want you can have that with the with the with the latte and like I just like that possibility and it's just such a tough sale because people are very and I mean that in a very caring non-judging way but like people have such a hard time thinking of new format mm. or new models or of like eating in a different way we try to do breakfast in such a different way at 19 and like we can feel so much resistance and friction and it just it's hard to break those molds you know like breakfast is this and lunch is that and yeah, it's one. If you want to try to do something slightly out of the box, it's it's tricky. There is a herbal shop like around my place. I like because there is all the, those herbal preparations and everything. And sometimes the guy puts a pair of ski, secondhand skis in the in, <laughs> in the window <laughs> for sale, or an old chess uh, thing where not? there is a missing couple of things. Why not though? I, I love those places. It's, yeah, it's, it's just like yeah, it's it's um, it can happen. It's your shop. Like you should you know you yeah. should be able to do whatever you I th- want. I think that's exactly it. As as soon as it starts to be a concept, it's going to be hard to drive but yeah. if it's one guy totally you go like you can do it why not and also i was thinking about it this morning because i'm i just make this about myself i'm sorry but like i was having breakfast at 19 today i was like why aren't we more busy and we're always a little busy i was happy but like it was so good and i was thinking 
you, we need, and like I never did, and I never will do that. And I think you're the same. I don't think we ever thought, what do people want? I think it yeah. was always about like, what do we want to do? Yeah. What do we like? And and to people listening to this, if you start your business thinking, what do people want? You're going to drive yourself insane because people are multiple. People want different things. You're going to go crazy. So I think it's like one of the reasons the telescope is still around and successful. And I always talk about longevity. And eight years is tr- it's a tremendous amount of time for a business. And the reason why you're still around is because you do not drive the business based on trends and what people want. You do ex- you want to do bread, you do bread. You want to do lunch, you did that. You want to have some wine, you do wine. And like you don't sit there thinking like, what do people want? You know, and I think that's a huge one. Hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I sometimes think I could push a bit harder, like uh, trying to propose new things and everything. But um, also, yeah, there is a, a certain uh, elegance in stability. I agree 100%. You're you're a safe heaven for people that just want a really good coffee and 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 the pastry and just a, a, a nice little chat and feel feel cozy and I I think there's a tremendous value in that and I think the places that are authentic and real and still managed by the owner and I don't think you could pass it on to someone else it would be the same because you'd be able to infuse that DNA to someone else I, you you have a strong vision and I think it would be fine but those places are going to be what. And again, we're not trying to please people, but um, I think people are looking and going back to that. You know, we, we don't want concepts. We just want to go. I want to go to your place because um, and um, so little time. I want to talk about this. Katie, I know we're done. We just have one more question. OK, I'm sorry. But like you, Nico, you're, you build the business and you're in the business. And so people come expecting you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see Nico. And you're not always there. For example, you're here with me right now. I, 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 I stole you from the business. And like some people will go for coffee. I'm going to use it for excuse all the time. <laughs> But where were you yesterday? I was with Nico with interviews. Yeah. And like, you know, people get so, uh, sometimes almost get sad and offended if you're not there. And um, I just want to quickly to wrap this up. And, and I think this could speak, maybe help some people that are in their business every day. Um, how do you manage that? And like, sometimes you're there, sometimes you're not. You're mostly there, but sometimes you have to do something, mm-hmm. what people tell you. If you have a funny story of like what, you know, maybe regulars tell you. And like, I have so many stories when I started being less and less behind the bar and I, I got this whole like thing that happened. But like, if you could tell me about this, I'm interested. On a on a small scale, it's very complicated. I don't think people come because I'm here. I think people come because I like the place and they like the place the way it is. Mm-hmm. And the, the way it is, is very personal. Mm-hmm. The way you ask people to see it, the way you ask people to not put their... Uh, stuff and look like a camping or refugee camp (laughs) because in winter people rise with their helmets and and things and jackets and in a second it looks like a refugee camp Uh, on a 20 square meter it's really so you have to manage all those little things also it makes it welcoming for everyone and these are the things sometimes if I work in a place I want I I have to do one thing I want to do the wall system I think I'm 90% or a good 90% there when I'm not there, I have Leo, I used to have Fanny, I used to have Clément, and they're uh, better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, some people ask where I'm living <laughs> more than when I'm here. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's true, it's true. It's like they're, they're really having like a... Tom Cooney at the time was working there, and these are guys, like when you come back to your shop and you go, like, oh, you're fantastic. It's, mm. it's much better than, mm. than everything I could expect. I take more pleasure in that now. And I was the same. I, I'm like you. I, I thought I was going to be behind the bar for years and years. And I've, I've now I've, I find more pleasure in driving the guys and, and, and trying to like pass on that DNA and my vision for good hospitality instead of just doing it myself. I find it more rewarding to see your staff being on that level of standards and just welcoming your guest and just, you know, being 
a version of, of your service. They know you, you don't want them to be you. You don't want to be a cookie cutter version of Nico, but like you see that they got what you're about and you walk in and they're doing it. And that's for me, that's that it just tastes even better than doing it yourself. Yeah. I went last time to um, Bambino, which is a new place at Love Open, it. like uh, turntables, big speakers, small pizza, good wines. And I was uh, sad when I entered because uh, Fabio was not here yeah. and I was expecting him to put like the, the everything. And we were four or five. After two minutes, we were feeling so perfect. The yeah. waitress proposed a fantastic wine, better than everything I could have ordered. Yeah. And you got like, that's 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 fantastic. And that's, I think that's a success. Uh, same, same. It's a measure of success if you're able to not be there and the experience is good. I love it. On we, we don't do weekends with Sarah because we have a boy and like we're away on Saturday, Sunday. When I get messages like when Holiday was great, and I'm like, it just makes me feel so good. Yeah. And like and and, and um, Bambino, I'm so happy you talk about this place, uh, Fabio. If you're listening to this, I want you on the show, but I don't know if he does English. So that's the thing. To, but for me, it's such a it's fine. You can do it in Sicilian. <laughs> He's such a good restaurateur, and like I love that new space. I love everything he does, and he doesn't get talked about um, enough. So maybe for the for the next show, I'd love to bring him on. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad we agree because I put a lot of stock into the places you like. So I'm glad we like the same place. Yeah. Cool man. Well, I'm a, time is running short, which is the bittersweet side of these podcasts is that it just always goes too fast. But uh, I won't have time to read my poetry. Good for you. <laughs> There's always next time. <laughs> uh, Nico, thank you so much for coming. We touched on some very cool, interesting stuff. You guys, if you want to keep... This is a conversation with everybody. So if you want to keep talking, uh, shoot me a message, post a comment. Uh, don't forget to review because that's always a plus. Um, yeah, and I'll see you next week with another guest or Nico's in his poetry if he wants to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you on the next one. Cheers.